0: Blog Talk Radio. And now.
1: Would say he did it his way, and here on the radio show, we do it our way. Hello, Eastern family and friends. It's Thursday, and time for From the Eastern Files, which we bring to you every other Thursday, along with the EL Old Time Radio. My name is Neil Holland, producer of the Eastern Airlines Radio Show, and we're happy to have you listen in as we continue to broadcast our favorite topic, Eastern Airlines. Today we take another file out of the Eastern Airlines history. Our airline is gone, but it's never forgotten. Our file today is from the book by R.E.G. Davis, Uh, and we did uh, the last two or three shows from articles... And from a great book that he wrote, Eastern and Airlines and its Aircraft. Wonderful pictures and pretty much the history of Eastern Airlines. Before we uh, take the first uh, subject or topic in our show, let's hear an Eastern commercial.
0: Easter, where new things are happening. Easter, fly Eastern Airlines from the ground oh, no. up. Traveling on Eastern easier from the ground oh, no. up. Eastern services speedier. Fly Eastern Airlines, Eastern
1: Airlines. As early as the summer of 1928, there had been. A Washington, New York airline operating with Ryan Brom and improved the following year with the Lockheed Vegas, which could fly nonstop in 90 minutes. C. Townsend Ludington, a Philadelphia businessman, had also operated as the Ludington, a Philadelphia airline, and he operated it from the Cape Cod Airway. He got operated as Cape Cod Airway, and uh, it uh, it uh, is listed as the Ludington Flying Service from Camden, Valley Stream, Long Island, to Woods Hole, Massachusetts, via points in Rhode Island using a travel air 6,000, and a Fairchild, 71. Then on September 1st, 1930, the talents and resources of these two operations were combined to make a definite mark in the annals of air transport history in the United States. With his brother Nicholas, Ludington began service on September 1st, 1930, in dramatic fashion. With ex-TAT airline executive Paul Collins and Gene Vidal, plus the famous Amelia Earhart, as co-directors, they launched the New York, Philadelphia, and Washington Airway Corporation, but known familiarly as the Ludington Line. Using at first six-seat Lockheed Vegas, then the 10-seat Stinson trimotor, It began right from the start with 10 flights a day, advertised as on the hour, every hour. A slogan that has passed into the airline vocabulary as the accepted standard of good airlines service, and which became known as a shuttle service. The New York-Washington round trip was priced at $23.75. That was less than the Pullman fare, and the flying time was less than two hours compared to the five hours by train. Well, such was the popularity that within a year, it was carrying 60,000 passengers annually, or a quarter of the United States' total traffic. And in the first quarter, it made a profit unheard of. For a passenger carrying airline without a mail contract. The extensions were made and the Ludington pressed hard to obtain a mail contract but were not pleased with when Postmaster General Walter Brown awarded the contract to Eastern Air Transport. Although the Ludington uh, had it was considerably lower. Their bid was considerably lower. There were many uh, recriminations, and the affair was highlighted during the airmail scandal. Investigations in the spring of 1934. But Ludington Airlines, it had become, uh, by December 1920, Uh, Sorry, I'm having some uh, technical difficulties here, folks. Bear with me, please. Um, Okay, got everything back together. After the initial success, the Ludington uh, were losing money. Ludingtons were losing money and made a last-minute attempt to qualify by expanding the operation northward to Boston in December of 1932 and Southward to Nashville, Tennessee on January 23rd, 1933. But it was not to be. It was not to be. On February 15th, 1933, the company was taken over by Eastern Air Transport as its Ludington division. Now, looking at a map, the main route was from Newark down to Trenton to Camden, down to Wilmington, Delaware, over to Baltimore and then Washington. And then Norfolk, but they extended uh, service down to Charlottesville from Washington, then Charlottesville to Roanoke and Bristol, Tennessee, over to Knoxville, and then the end of the line was in Nashville, Tennessee. The northeast routes were uh, from Camden and Trenton area up to Valley Stream, uh, Charleston, Charlestown I should say. Newport, and Woods Hole, which was the northeast end of the line. The airplanes they used was the Stinson SM-6000, and uh, Luddington began service with the Lockheed Vegas, which were dem- demonstrably faster than the Fords and the Falk- Falkers that had become the standard equipment for the pioneering airlines of the late 1920s. But the passenger demand was such that, as narrated earlier, a large aircraft were needed. The choice was the Stinson SM6000, one of many models produced by that company. It was not an all-metal aircraft like the Ford Trimotor, and it was slower than the Vega. It was, however, reasonably comfortable, and for the short distances involved, and in the well-developed airline environment of New York-Washington route, the technical requirements were not excessive, no uh, mountains to cross. And for the Luddingtons, it was economical, as a Stinson was only half the price of a Ford aircraft, that is compared to other transport aircraft the Stinson has often been overlooked by the chronicles of airline history and the fact that these aircraft carried such a high percentage of the total airline traffic in the United States uh, is often forgotten Ludington had uh, about nine of these aircraft when they came over to Eastern Air Transport uh, the engines uh, were three engines, Lycoming engines, R680s, and uh, the takeoff maximum takeoff gross weight of this aircraft was 8,500 pounds. It had a uh, max range of 400 miles. The length was 43 feet, and the span of the wings was 60 feet. The number of seats was 10 seats, and it had a cruising speed of 110 miles per hour well that's one of the airlines that Eastern uh, would purchase to add on to the service that was being offered the next airline purchased by Eastern was called the Waddell Weddell Williams Air Service primarily based in New Orleans and it was born on May 11, 1929, through a partnership between Jimmy Weddell, who had become a well-known racing pilot, and Harry P. Williams, a wealthy Louisiana lumberman, rep- re- reportedly worth $2 million, a tidy sum in those days. At first, using Ryan Aircraft, the partnership began a passenger air service on November 30, 1929. Without any mail revenue, the finances were provided by Williams and the airline acquired two Lockheed Vegas to promote speed against the slower aircraft of the competitors in the area. An opportunity arose for a merger with the Robertsons brothers, based in St. Louis, for a route to Chicago, but procrastination in effecting An agreement opened the door for American Airways to gain the coveted mail contract. On June 15, 1930, the Dallas route was extended to Oklahoma City and Tulsa, connecting with the Safeway Airline. And on April 1, 1933, the Houston route was extended to Laredo via San Antonio. But without the mail contract, the airline could not keep afloat, and it ceased operations in August of 1933. With the redistribution of routes under the Democrats in May of 1934, after the airmail scandals, there was little hope for Weddell Williams as Harry Williams had been a friendly supporter of the local politician, Huey Long of Louisiana, who had opposed Franklin Roosevelt in a bid for the presidency. Furthermore, and tragically, Weddell was killed while testing a de Havilland gypsy moss on the 24th of June, 1934, and his brother was killed in a crash in June of 1935. Huey Long was assassinated in September of 1935, and Williams himself was killed along with chief pilot John Wharton on May 19, 1936. A lot of tragedy associated with that air service. Now renamed Weddell Williams Airline, was sold to Eastern Airlines on December 1st of 1936. Eddie Rickenbacker now had a direct direct route all the way from the northeast in Texas uh, to Texas and the Mexican uh, border. The main route was for Weddell Williams Air Service was from New Orleans up to Baton Rouge, Alexandria, uh, um, over to Shreveport, Dallas, and then with the end to Fort Worth. Later on, it was extended up to Wichita Falls, Oklahoma City, and Tulsa. And then to the west, going southwest, was Beaumont, Houston, San Antonio, and then finally, the end of the line, Laredo, Texas. It also had an extension from New Orleans up to Jackson, Mississippi, Memphis, Tennessee, and terminating in St. Louis. And it went south. To Grand Isle. Now, the airplane used by Weddell Williams Air Service was the Lockheed Vega. In the late 1920s, speed was a highly desirable element of aviation appeal. Speed records always hit the headlines, and air races were popular annual events. But transport aircraft were usually slow by comparison. When Weddell Williams Air Service ventured into the airline arena, it tried to sell speed using the 150 mile per hour Lockheed Vega, designed by John K. Northrop. Yes, the same Northrop Aviation. It was built of wood on a metal frame base. It derived its speed by its clean aerodynamics. Carrying six passengers and selling relatively cheaply at $17,500 per airplane. It could, traffic permitting, produce seat mile cost on a par with a 14 seat aircraft, 100 mile per hour, four trimotors. Several airlines, notably Bowen and Bryan, have both serving Texas, vigorously promoted the speed of the Vegas with slogans such as, fly past the airmail. But this was not enough. The problem was that too often the traffic was insufficient on a consistent basis to earn enough revenues to cover the operating cost. After the so-called airmail scandals of 1934, the new regulations covering an air transport operations required, in the interest of safety, twin-engine aircraft. And so the days of otherwise fine aircraft, such as the Northrop, Northrop types and the single-engine Lockheed Vegas and the Orions, were numbered. Now, they brought over to Eastern uh, Eastern's Lockheed Vegas were two of them. And that was uh, sold – they were sold in 1937, so they didn't remain on the property that long, 1938. Well, that's all we have for you today uh, when we uh, pull these files from the Eastern Files, as we call them. And uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, the uh, history. So, well, that's uh, the show, and we hope that you'll be back with us on August 1st at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time when we once again open a file from the Eastern Files. Now make sure you join us next Thursday, July 25th. Uh, That's for the EAL Old Time Radio, and we'll be playing the great music and singers from the Eastern Days. You know, keeping... uh, our Eastern Family Informed is the greatest importance to this radio show. And if you have a story that you'd like to uh, get on the air, we'd be happy to uh, receive it. And uh, Or you can do it yourself, and we can tell you how to do that. The Eastern Radio Show would like to broadcast anything, any memories that you have, or stories that you want to share. And uh, you can send this to host at ealradioshow.com. And we'll tell you how we'll go about uh, getting it on the air. So until then, we sign off. Oh, we have a, a couple of callers that call in. Usually this is not a call-in show, but uh, I think we have Dorothy and Don Gagnon on the air. You still with us?
0: We are. Still with you, yes. I enjoy with listening all this, to that. With all That's these
1: technicalities I'm having.
0: <laughs> well, I weren't too bad. You seemed to overcome them very quickly, so that was a good thing <laughs> um yeah well, I here in this uh new uh not it's not new, <clears throat> excuse me, but the information that you had today I didn't even realize anything about wobbly uh strange enough, I don't think we have that in our um uh, Wed- I- Weddell
1: Williams, yeah, Weddle Williams. As a matter of fact, that's where we got most of our routes uh, throughout Louisiana and uh, Mississippi, and up through Tennessee uh, from New Orleans, and then down to Texas, and um, wow. and it continued that way. So, Eastern continued to build uh, from the main route structure, which was northeast to southeast uh from the New York and uh, New England area all the way down to Miami and uh via Atlanta and uh and they continue to grow. So
0: Yeah, very good. Nice hearing about it, so
1: eventually it'll buy into the Bahamas when it purchased roots from Don, you probably remember this, uh from Mackey um,
0: Airlines
1: Mackie Airlines, and Carabera later on in Puerto Rico. Yep. Yep. So we'll be talking about those in future shows. <laughs> so, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, next Thursday, Don, if you selected a musician or a singer that you want to promote for our show, or are we still thinking about it?
0: No, we're still thinking about that. Uh, we want to make sure we get it right, so we're still, we're still working on it. Okay. That's for sure.
1: Well, I got some breaking news. Emery just showed me his uh, his telephone, his smartphone, and it says that Trump says that the United States has just destroyed an Iranian drone. Wow. So, wow, that's going to be talked about this evening and the wow, next few I days. So. and. So you heard it here first. He just pulled it up. (laughs) There you go. And uh, it further says that the president says the drone came within 1,000 yards of the USS Boxer and ignored multiple calls to stand down.
0: Boy, I'll tell you, that's terrific.
1: Yeah, so we blew it out of the air about time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, wow. Love hearing that.
1: So, yeah.
0: You don't you
1: can't imagine what would have happened. That's right, yeah. Well listen, I'm gonna uh I'm going to sign off for now. The show's about uh not quite a half hour into it, but uh these shows range from uh a few minutes a little bit less than a half hour and sometimes we go to an hour. And uh especially the music part. The old time radio uh plays uh favorite music and uh, we'll we'll come uh, on the air at 3.30 next week, and we'll have some good entertainment, musical enter- entertainment. And Don also yeah. does Eastern History as well, along yeah, with uh, History paper. of the Music. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot yeah. of foot tapping, too.
0: <laughs> oh, it is.
1: Okay, well, here's a, a bump of music for the Eastern Files, and hope you like it. And we're going to start using this. I think it has a good message, and if I can find it here, here it is right here. So we'll see you next week on Old Time Radio with Don Gagnon as a host.
0: Thank you, man. Thanks, Thanks, Neil. Ready.
1: Hey Dorothy and Don, I forgot to mention, Monday night we
0: Monday night. present yeah, part
1: two true. of uh, the final of last Eastern last last Airlines.
0: The last of an American Legacy Airline.
1: Yeah, and um, we're getting some good uh, email about that, and, and I think it's a good series. It's a uh, the last, the third, we, it's going to be three uh, series. So next week is uh, part two, and then the following week is part three. We finish up with some excellent right. comments by Art Bergdahl. Okay, we see. We'll see you Monday night.
0: Okay. okay. Good show, Neil. Excellent. Thanks. See ya.